Hello, nerds. Curtis here from the Nerds in Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now, here's the thing. You know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you got to go in there. People are looking at you like, why is this guy in here? Why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing, too. It's super cheap because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors to check out, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or fling of the week is. So remember, guys, go to adamandeve.com today. Check them out. Buy something cool. and Get sexy. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies wait 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 don't leave don't leave please i could use your help take this quarter go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face good day to you madam have you been single for far too long are you out of touch with the dating game regardless of your plight we're here to help Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. And Dave and Carlos are not with us this week. But with me is Kim. How are you, Kim? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh... Kim, uh, as a reminder to our listeners, and I'm sure you'll agree, uh, while you know we definitely appreciate your advice here on the podcast, you're not a substitute for professional mental health, and that if someone's in crisis, uh, they should seek professional help. I'm absolutely correct on that, right? That is correct. I am a student of counseling, and I'm not doing counseling on this podcast, but um, using what training and learning I have to offer some ideas on things you can think about in response to your questions. Awesome. And speaking of which, if you guys have questions, by all means, feel free to send them into 3AngryNerdsPodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure to put in uh, Nerds in Love in the subject line, just so I know that's for this show, because sometimes I'm going through and I think it's for a different show, and then I read it and I go, oh, okay, well, this is, we're talking about sexy things, probably definitely uh, not for our uh, video game show. <laughs> so, you never know. You never know. Sometimes you get cross-pollination, right? Um, but yeah, if you can do that, listeners, I always appreciate it. It just helps me uh, ensure that we get your email uh, to the right place. Uh, speaking of emails, we got our first one this week from Craig. Nerds, a couple days ago, I joined Tinder and immediately got a ton of right swipes or likes. One girl in particular asked if we can meet up. 
we did and grabbed a coffee and we went for a walk as well. Thing is, however, my problem isn't so much that or so much that it's that during the walk she wanted to have sex in public which is a, as a warm-blooded male who's been single for three months it's hard to say no we snuck into a nearby gazebo and did the deed i don't feel particularly good after all of this and for no reason either we're both clean we're both working professionals with no bad habits otherwise she claims this was an in the moment decision but i'm wondering if perhaps she has done this with other guys or if there's issues there as i refuse to believe that most women would just sanely offer to do this in short i feel conflicted about all of this thoughts craig what do you think kim uh well congrats on breaking your dry spell craig i'm glad that you got uh, the attention that se you seem to be seeking on your tinder date so um that's good i am sorry to hear that you're not feeling so good after your encounter though and there's a couple things i'm seeing here that could possibly be contributing to that one sex in public uh, a lot of people are really into it and a lot of people illegal um and it could be that you're feeling a little iffy about committing what could be seen as like a risky act um Apart from the illegality of having sex in public, it's really important to remember that anyone who catches you is not necessarily a consenting partner in your sexual act. Um, and just to maintain having like safe, sane, and consensual practices of sex, it can be worth keeping in mind that not everyone wants to see you like come up on you having sex. Um, and you can make them, you know, kind of by accident, non-consenting partners. So that's something else to keep in mind for public encounters. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like outside the specificity of this encounter in which it seems to be, like the second problem that I noticed seems to be you're worried about the, but it seems like you're worried about the sanity or motivations of this uh, woman who invited you into having a public encounter. Um, and I guess you might want to think about what it is that's making you so iffy about that is it kind of like your attitude toward women and sexuality like women don't get to be warm-blooded creatures with you know three-month dry spells who really want to do crazy things like have sex in a gazebo kind of like you did is it sort of like well women are kind of like inherently at risk sexually and so i don't really see why a woman would want to have sex with a stranger given all the about sort of uh, sexual victimization and harassment of women that's kind of going on right now. Um, and it could be just that maybe there's something else that you're picking up on uh, in terms of her behavior. Like she did want to commit an impulsive, uh, illegal, and possibly non-consensual act. Um, and maybe that's kind of squicking you out. And I'm not sure. Um, that's, that's something you know better than I do. But those are some things you might want to think about in terms of when you're figuring out what it is exactly is putting you off about this encounter uh what do you think Kurt? i definitely feel like i i get the impression that his main concern isn't so much the act itself but maybe perhaps the feeling that you know she is doing this with other people uh which is kind of like a loaded thing for me because it's well you know is there really any harm in her you know you know having sexual activity with other people you know like that's just kind of a a thing of life you know people will 
you know, have sex with others. You know, maybe she doesn't do it always in public. Maybe that was just kind of an impulsive thing, but I feel like maybe there's a bit of insecurity there on Craig's part that, you know, he maybe feels that she she's doing this with other people. Well, you know, whether she does or not, you know, I think he has to kind of maybe just come to terms with whether that that's a possibility. Um, you know, if he, if he says that they're both clean, then, you know, I guess in that regard, it's fine. Um, you know, I guess you never know for sure, 100%. But, you know, it just seems like maybe perhaps there's just a bit of anxiety. And I feel like maybe having an in-depth conversation with her about this might help is probably what I would recommend is maybe to just sit down with her and say, hey, you know, I'm just a little concerned, you know, this, you know, I don't normally do this. Uh, you know, I enjoyed myself, but, you know, I'm just a little concerned that, you know, maybe this might not just be the first time you've done this. Uh, and, you know, maybe just address your concerns with her, you know, because that's the thing. We really don't know what where she stands on this. Maybe this is just an in the moment thing and she just decided to do it. But either mm -hmm. way, I think it's probably good for him to probably find out where she's at in terms of her decision making process on this and, you know, clarify with her. And that's something that, you know we're not able to do obviously yeah but i think that's something that you know he has to kind of take on himself and i kind of tell it to a lot of people is that you know a lot of times just communicating with the other person you're gonna address a lot of your concerns right away and i feel like this is definitely a case where you just have to communicate with that person right and he has every right not to be comfortable with like non-monogamous encounters like if he wants to be with someone who only wants to be with him and perhaps is not having these encounters frequently like he's okay to want that um, he just needs to make that expectation clear and so that she can decide whether or not she wants to pay that price of admission. You know, that's a Dan Savageism, by the way. Um, one other thing that I wanted to say, and you reminded me of it by bringing this up, is that I sort of take issue with the word clean, um, which I take it to mean that neither you nor her, no, neither you nor her has any STDs. Um, which without a recent STD, STD test, you don't really know for one thing, but for another thing, um, using the word clean kind of makes it pejorative sounding for people who do have STDs. Um, most of us will have an STD at least once in our lifetime, and I don't think that that makes people dirty necessarily. Um, yeah. So you can say that you're STD free, that's that's like a perfectly fine thing, and it's it's wonderful to want and be a sexual partner who does not have any STDs, but um, I might shy away from using the word clean because we don't want to shame anyone who has an STD or has had an STD at some point in their life. Yeah, it almost kind of seems to be taking a bit of like a moral stance against the issue when really you should be kind of, you know, taking in the human element, like you say, you know, and not shaming people for something like that. Hmm. Uh, did you want to read Derek's email, Kim? Yes, I will. Let me pull it up one sec. Nerds, I am 22, and while not religious or a prude, I am probably more on the conservative side in terms of morality and personality. I have my fun, but I also feel like I respect myself and others and take great pride in doing so. Lately on OkCupid, this older woman has messaged me. She's 40. She has two daughters and a grandson, so already doing the math in my head, I'm getting red flags. I told her after a few messages and finding that personality-wise we're not a fit that I just wasn't feeling it. I could recount everything she said, but it ultimately comes down to a lot of loose morals and ideas about sex, which I don't agree with. She said that she wasn't overly interested in a relationship, but rather just sex, which I've never done, and while I'd like to think I never would, it has me thinking, should my relationship, should my standards for women change if it's a sexual relationship? And in your advice, because if I follow my own, it's a flat no, should I try to meet up with this woman? This from Derek. 
still, there's a lot to decompress here, I feel. Kind of a lot to unpack here. Um, so the first thing I would say is if you don't want to meter, there's no reason to meter. Like, um, here and tell you, yes, you absolutely have to give everyone a chance, even if they kind of outwardly repulse you or dis or don't interest you. Like, no, you have the freedom to choose whoever you meet up with. And if you're not really a good match with her, then what are you going to gain by meeting this woman? Um, that said, really appreciate you taking the time to sort of ponder this woman and why she is sort of like... Um, bringing up this reaction in you and sort of wondering like, is this the most reasonable reaction and should I do something differently than what my plan of thought was? And I think that shows a lot of, um, this might sound kind of corny to say, but I think it's like intellectual courage to consider, to consider um, what's going on with her in your head. Um, so, Sounds like talking with this woman has brought up just like a lot of questions about your personal morals and the things that you hold dear and valuable. Um, that, you know, saying that makes it sound really complicated. I got to think about this one a little more. Kurt, what are your initial thoughts? Um, yeah, it just, you know, I, I think, it, you know, if you were to really simplify this, which I, in a, like there's a lot to unpack here so when i get an email like this like yours derek i always just like to try my best to simplify it and sometimes i might miss something so apologies if i do feel free to you know elaborate but it it does sound to me like you know she she wants totally different things than him and he's just wanting to basically you know he wants to know like should i meet up with someone who is different with me on a lot of levels and i'm gonna say that there's no harm in meeting someone who has different values and expectations of a relationship than what you do but i think ultimately it's just a matter of like is it really beneficial for both of you you know if you meet up with this woman regardless of what she's you know regardless of you know what you your personal feelings are on her like in your mind do you really think that you're going to you know be of benefit to meeting her or is this just going to be a negative negative experience that's ultimately going to be a waste of both your time and i i get the feeling like he probably uh, that derek you probably suspect that this is going to be the case hence why you've already kind of stepped away but i feel like you're you, you know maybe your your lack of security in your thought process or your courage is kind of keeping you from fully deciding on this but i think you just have to kind of maybe assert yourself a bit more in that you know if you're not ultimately comfortable with this as if this is something that you're not fine with you should you know have that comfort level to say no and there's nothing wrong with saying no i mean there's many different people out there and i don't think you necessarily have to just you know say yes to everybody out there and give everyone a chance you you can say no and i think you know in a lot of ways saying no can be you know a better thing in the long run than saying yes so that that's that's my thoughts at least i know but there's a lot to kind of unpack here for sure 
Yeah. Uh, anytime you start talking about like morals and values, I think that there ends up being a lot to unpack. Um, I definitely agree with your assertion. Like, if you've already decided this is going to be a waste of your time, like there might not be any harm in taking part of it, but you're certainly under no obligation to. And if you've already kind of written it off, then it's okay to let it stay written off. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would, without getting like too specific or bringing my own morals necessarily into the conversation, because those are neither here nor there, I would say it's a good thing that you're looking for and maybe conversing with people whose morals and values are different from your own. Um, And I'd encourage you to consider that more than one way to respect yourself and others. Um, It sounds like this woman has been very honest and upfront with you about what she is looking for from other people. She's only looking for sex. She's not really looking for a relationship. And she was um, respectful enough to put that out in front and not waste your time by uh, like leading you into meeting with her and getting her into a relationship. Um, and so seeing other people's values and perspectives and seeing that there are multiple ways to be good and kind and respectful people in the world. I think that that's a good thing for you. And I'm, I appreciate that you've taken the time to do that. Yeah. Um, and anything else to contribute to Derek's email? Uh, other than like if he's not very experienced with um, if he's not terribly experienced with sex I think that he said in here he has not had sex yet um, that would be something that he wants to talk about with partners at some point um, just to make sure that he's being he's also being like upfront with his expectations and uh, things that he's looking for when he is in the online dating sphere mm-hmm. making sure that he's being as honest as this woman was with him Honesty goes a long way, uh, not just for building trust, but also I think too, especially with online dating, to sort of help people very easily figure out, you know, what uh, you know they should expect and maybe help narrow down a decision for people. It goes a long way, you know, rather than trying to appeal to the broadest possible audience. Um, let's move on to Chris's email here. Uh, nerds, I'm interested in starting a friends with benefits situation with a coworker. Uh, he has mentioned that he has no problems doing it, and I know we're both gay. My only concern is that uh, this is my first real career job after university, and I'm concerned that something like this could ruin my professional career. Any advice? Sincerely love the show. It reminds me of those dating advice columns you'd see in newspapers. Never thought I'd be one. Haha, <laughs> Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, um, this podcast is kind of like a spiritual successor to a lot of those because you don't really see those advice columns in newspapers anymore. And I think so it's kind of well, who's reading newspapers anymore? Jeez, that's, that's just it, right? So it's always kind of funny when people are like, the, the, when people say, "Oh, this reminds me of those columns." I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of is in a sense." You know, like I always remember reading those, and when we started doing this, it's so interesting that like I think in a lot of ways that influenced this podcast in a way. So, yeah, thank you for uh, Chris for picking up on that because I think it's maybe not fully intentional but there's definitely kind of like yeah i can see that too uh but kim what do you think of uh, chris's predicament really appreciate him bringing up the dating advice thing too i actually became like sort of realized that i was really interested in counseling when i noticed that the advice columns and the classifieds like everything that was about what people wanted and the answers that people were looking for those are the sorts of things that led me into studying counseling um so that's actually really touching that you brought that up chris 
Um, friends with benefits situation with a coworker. So you've already ascertained that this coworker has no problem with it, and that's that's good. Um, you certainly don't want to be starting a sexual harassment claim in the workplace. Um, the concern about this ruining your professional career. Um, might want to check your company's human resources policy. A lot of companies have policies that explicitly forbid the dating of coworkers, like dating between coworkers or, you know, messing around between coworkers, heavy petting between coworkers, oral sex between coworkers, whatever. Human resources probably has a policy on that. It might say that workplace relationships are discouraged and expressly forbidden between people who are um, of different hierarchy than each other. Um, and I would probably go by what human resources suggests if you are hoping not to become fired if this relationship gets out. And most of these relationships get out. Like you think you're being discreet in the workplace, but trust me, everybody knows. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is if this relationship goes south, if this relationship sours, you break up or one of you catches feelings for the other and they aren't reciprocated, something like that. You might want to consider what you're going to do because you're not going to be able to necessarily get away from this person in that instance unless one of you quits or moves to a different department, um, which some people do do and have success with after a workplace breakup. They move departments, they ask for a transfer to a different location, uh, or one of them leaves the job. Um, so those are the things that I would consider, like what are you going to do if this relationship does not end on good terms and what are you going to do to make sure that you're compliant with your workplace's policies? Mm -hmm. And you know, I gotta say, I, I gotta give a big props to Chris for actually keeping this in mind because we've actually gotten emails in the past where people haven't taken this into account and have just sort of jumped in without you know, thinking about this, you know, and not to say that, you know, maybe Chris, there's not more that Chris can do, you know, definitely I, I agree with your assessment that, you know, he should, you know, check with his HR uh, representative at work to see what their policy is on it. But I got to say, at least the first step here, I, I, you know, I appreciate that he's taken the time to at least stop and think like, should I actually go ahead with this? Um, and yeah, simple, just check it where they stand on this. I mean, you know, there's different policies with different workplaces and you don't want to put your potential career here at, at risk by you know doing something that you shouldn't so i would definitely yeah it's relatively simple for this one just check what the policy is and just side with that um you know if you find out that maybe this didn't quite side with you then you know that's unfortunate but you know who knows? It's always good to maybe just stay friends with this person. And maybe if you guys move to a different job down the road, one of you does or the other does, you know, maybe perhaps it might be worth revisiting. But so even if the policy doesn't necessarily side with your situation, I wouldn't, you know, completely write it off. It might be good to be friends with this person and maybe perhaps move to something down the road. Uh, I've heard of that happening on a few occasions as well. So something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, sure. Um, this isn't necessarily star-crossed love if it doesn't if it doesn't work out because of your human resources policy, like you said. Yeah. Um, do you want to read? Or wait, did I read Chris's email? I'm already forgetting which emails. I think. Yes, I and then we have Angela coming up after that. Okay. Did you want to read Angela's email? 
Nerds. Friday night, I went on a date with this guy. He was nice and all, and I wanted to spend more time with him. We were having a fun time having drinks. He left, however, two hours in. We added each other on Instagram, and I later saw in his story that he was on a second date with someone else. I have asked about it, and he said he arranged to have the two dates close to each other as not to waste time. He seems to not be really too emotional about it. Very practical. I, however, feel cheated, as if the time we had together did not matter. I'm seriously considering blocking his number and other points of contact, but before I do, what are your thoughts? Or haven't you? Yeah. God, at least they you... weren't going on the da same date at the same time, right? Yeah, it sounds like maybe they were just back-to-back -back dates. Sounds like. Which, I, I, I don't... I mean, I can maybe... I get the, I get the feeling that it's probably not so much that he planned them back-to-back. It's probably just more so that she found out about this that probably... I mean, not to say that, that it's right or wrong, because I, I don't personally have any qualms with somebody, you know, scheduling dates, you know, within the same day or within, you know, a relative time period. I think maybe, you know, Angela's maybe just disappointed that maybe she wanted to spend more time with this date and didn't, which, you know, sucks. But I think, you know, on the flip side, too, I can also understand that, you know, on a first date, you know, the, the mindset with a lot of people, and I don't, this isn't to say I agree with this, it's just, just like something I've noticed through my own observations is that people tend to want to keep a first date short, you know, keep it simple, keep it short, you know, and leave their, leave some more for the future. So I can also see why maybe this person thought it would be a good idea. I just think maybe it just feels impersonal to Angela, and I, I guess I could see why she would be offended by that, but I don't think it's necessarily an all-out bad thing that he he did this but i don't know what do you think kim um i don't necessarily think that it's an all-out bad thing that he did this um i can definitely see that angela is upset by it and the sentence that leaps out to me is he seems to not really be too emotional about it very practical um i can imagine feeling very resentful if i was being treated kind of like that someone wasn't really having uh wasn't really displaying any sort of emotion or human feeling towards and just sort of a uh, tool to be evaluated perhaps and i think that might be where um angela's resentment is coming from although i can't you know i can't speak to what's in your head angela it just sounds like mm -hmm. this is what's kind of bothering you um and if people being super pragmatic about you like that is a turnoff, then by all means, block this guy's number. Um, you don't have to keep giving this guy a chance if you feel like he's going to be kind of robotic about the way that he is examining women, measuring them up, and sort of tossing them aside if they are not stacking up to a standard, which just sort of feels like um, you're seeing him doing. Water um, scale, I think, I, I've, I've read stuff about this before, um, with internet dating and the sort of like huge availability of a variety of people um, to any given person, it can kind of seem like you just have so many options. You just have so many choices for people. And a lot of people feel like, well, I don't want to miss out on any of them. Like I'm swiping right on one person, but the next person I swipe right on, they could be the one. Or what about the person after that? I better make sure that I get a chance for all of them. And so a lot of people end up doing things like having lots and lots and lots of first dates. 
Um, and with only so many hours in the week, I bet a lot of people have lots and lots of first dates that kind of stack up really close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people say things about like the evils of too much choice and like the paralysis of too much choice and how that leads to people not treating each other with a kind of consideration that perhaps they deserve. And I'm not sure if I want to weigh in on one side or other of that debate, but um, I can see where you're hurt, Angela. And regardless of whether or not you're hurt or like how you could be hurt, you are always at well within your rights to block whoever you want to and not date whoever you want to for whatever reason that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you'd like to move on from this guy, then feel free to move on from this guy and find someone else. Yeah, definitely. You know, there, there's nothing saying that, you know, she has to give this guy a chance. Um, Cause I think, I think this isn't really more, I think it's not really about like whether what he did was right or wrong. It's whether for Angela, this is something that she's ultimately comfortable with. And, you know, it's not really a morality thing. It's not really a question of, you know, ethics or what, you know, whether he shouldn't have done it. It's just a matter of whether that's something that she's comfortable with. I think it's a good summary of, of it, at least. If she's picking up that he doesn't seem to be too concerned about her feelings, then that to me sounds like a pretty good reason one. Um, And if she's describing him as practical rather than emotional, it could be that she's picking up on that, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So um, that's a pretty good reason not to want to date someone, I think. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And the thing is too, is I, you know, it it also comes down to, to like, you know, personality too right you know a lot of times some people it's just that's their personality too right and you know maybe they don't mean ill by it but that's just kind of how they are but uh, you know definitely if you know if this is not something that you know angela's comfortable with i would say it's definitely a good idea to you know maybe block this guy and move on you know ultimately i think it comes down to what what you're comfortable with angela is probably what i what i would say um let's see here next email is from jake nerds i have gone on two dates with this one girl and each time she is visibly carrying a taser gun and a mace i also strongly suspect that she's carrying a concealed firearm it's two dates in and we're getting along but it's concerning that she's carrying around these things at what point is protection like this going too far jake oh boy (laughs) this is a, a loaded uh question (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, pun hey. uh, Terrible, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, this is this is kind of crazy. When I read this, I was like, "Wow, really?" Um, but what do you think, Kim? Well, I think the rub of the question kind of is in the question at the very end. Like, at what point is protection like this going too far? Like, what do you mean by too far, Jake? I don't know how to answer this question without really understanding means are you wondering like how many weapons there's so many weapons you can carry around before your spine breaks well there's there's definitely an upper limit to that um if you're wondering like what is sort of socially appropriate to have on you in setting or setting that you might go out on a date with like that's kind of more like your personal morals and values like are you okay with the idea of people carrying around concealed firearms or not a lot of people um, are really okay with it, and a lot of people are really not okay with it. And mm-hmm. um, I guess you have to f- decide which one of those you are. Like, what side of the fence do you come down on with that? Um, if you're not okay with somebody carrying a concealed firearm around you, then, you know, that sounds like a good reason not to date them. Um, 
if you are at all feeling like threatened by this person, like if you feel like this person is threatening to use weapons or arms of some kind on you for kind of no reason or some stupid reason, like by all means, never go out with a person who you feel like is threatening you and keep yourself safe in that way. Um, and uh, I think I mentioned at the top of the show that there is a lot of discussion going on right now about sort of the sexual victimization of women. And a lot of women choose various means of protecting themselves from that. And some of those things include carrying self-defense items such as mace. Um, I thought it said a mace at first and I was like picturing one of those medieval morning stars and I was like, that is badass. <laughs> um, but um, carrying a taser gun, carrying mace, those are self-defense items. And dating for women in particular can be dangerous. Um, meeting a stranger of any kind, somebody that you've met off the internet, there's a level of risk inherent to that and women assume a lot of that risk. Um, and these sound like things that she's doing to protect herself because you haven't mentioned that she is threatening you with them, but just sort of... Sounds like she's just they are, with yeah. kind of deal. I guess it's just kind of up to you to decide whether or not you're okay being with a person who wants to protect themselves in that way, mm -hmm. um, who's choosing that method of protecting themselves. Like that's not something that we can sit here and decide for you that she is not doing the right thing and protecting herself in this way. Mm -hmm. That's up to every person to decide how they want to defend themselves. And like, I really mean defend themselves, not like going around swinging a morning star and saying that that's self-defense. Cause that's not, that's just creating chaos. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, just to kind of like, you know, touch on that, you know, I, t I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, when I first read this, I imagine that, you know, she's just wanting to protect herself. And also, too, it's worth noting that, you know, even in your email here, you say you strongly suspect she has a concealed firearm, but there's no way to, you don't know for sure. Like, you can't confirm it sounds like that she has a firearm. So I'm, I'm treating it like maybe... And I don't, I don't mean this in the wrong way, Jake, but like, you don't know for sure if she is. So let's just treat it like the taser gun and mace are, are fact. Like we know for sure we has, we have, she has those. Does she have a concealed firearm? Maybe, but you don't know for sure. I'm treating it like, okay, maybe she does, but we don't know for sure. I'm going to say, I'm going to agree that, yeah, you know, she's protecting herself. And I think anytime people protect themselves like this, it's, you know, for a variety of different reasons but i think or it could be for a variety of different reasons but i do think ultimately she's probably looking she's probably just not comfortable with the situation yet to let those kind of you know be by the, the side so to speak you know the fact that she's keeping those with her is a comfort thing and i think if you're not comfortable with them i think one thing you could do to maybe help the situation would maybe to be to talk to her about what her comfort level is like you know maybe if there's things that you can address or things that you can do to maybe help her be more comfortable around you and maybe that might help kind of resolve the situation excuse me if you know you both kind of can be at that comfort level where you're both comfortable with each other and this is you know as is usually the case with most of these emails you know i kind of almost always generally say just talk it out just talk to each other but really in this case in particular i'd say it's probably a good idea for you two to just sit down and have a conversation about what you're both comfortable with and maybe what both of you can do to help each other get to uh that point of both being comfortable that's mm, just my right my two cents on it you can never go wrong with giving the advice of having more 
um, I think that framing the conversation in terms of like, how can I reassure, how can, how can I do my best to provide for your comfort is a good thing. And not so much having a conversation like, how can I reassure you that I'm not going to try to kill you? Because, yeah. um, you know, once you say that, that just makes people more suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the intent of the conversation being like, how can I make you most comfortable and happy and not how can I get you to lay down your weapons because they freak me out or they make me feel like some way. Um, then I think that's a good conversation to have. Yeah. You got to definitely phrase it correctly too. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I think it almost always, it's always good to have that conversation regardless of whether you see someone carrying around mace and a taser gun as to, you know, what do you, what where is your comfort level at is there anything that you know you can maybe do to you know help address things stuff like that um but yeah no uh, i i think that that's probably a good conversation to have so just thought i'd, I'd throw that out there that you know if, if you do like this person and you you know maybe want to you know address this with them i think having a conversation about that would go a long way uh, did you want to read Jen's email? The last one we have this yes. week? Yes. All right. Uh, I, Jen, 25 and female, just broke up with my ex, 33 and male. We got along and had some chemistry, but the issue was that he was looking to settle down, marry, and have kids within three or four years. And for me, I want to work on my career first. So being single again, the question on my mind is, would a casual relationship work? Not looking to hook up as I want there to be a baseline of respect and understanding, but I don't want someone who's going to have the same goals as my ex, which would conflict with my career goals. Does this sound doable? Any advice for making this work? Hmm. What do you think, Kim? Yes, I think that that sounds doable as long as you are upfront and clear about your expectations. Um, we've been coming back again and again during the podcast to the idea of um, have a talk with people and be honest with people and lay out what you're looking for first like basically use your words Um, if you are looking for a relationship that will allow you to put your career first just be upfront with and specify that to anyone who crosses your path Um, if they're looking for something different than you then hopefully they will be able to tell you about it and you can carry the conversation from there um, like, so there's an eight year age difference between you and your ex, and that means very different things for all couples. Um, a lot of people who are in their thirties are looking for different things than people who are in their twenties. Um, it sounds like you could be recently out of school and looking to build up your professional career. Well, it sounds like this person may be out of school for a while, has kind of established themselves in their professional career and is looking for um, looking for a different set of goals in life right now. Um, that's those aren't things that you can necessarily say for certain with any different age group, but those are things that you might be able to predict. And so you could possibly, start looking for people who are closer to your own age, like people who have recently been out of school and people who could be looking to build up their careers and stuff like that. That might be one way to sort of narrow your dating pool um, and be looking for people who have the same sort of goals for a relationship as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, percent that that's going to work out, but that could be one of the things you might start with. Uh, what do you think, Kurt? 
Yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I think the great thing about online dating nowadays, and this it, this is also me speaking from personal experience, is that it's so easy to just hop online, write a profile of what, you, you know, where you're at in life, and you don't have to get into the gory details, but you can, you know, maybe just touch on things, and you'll find somebody more than likely, and, you know, I, I think it's, I think that's kind of the great thing about online dating is that, you know, you can find somebody who's got similar you know motivations in life and similar uh you know paths i guess you know and different things like that so i think you know doing the online dating thing would be a great idea for you to maybe just go on and just fill those things out like especially okcupid i find is pretty good for giving you options to help narrow down what you might be looking for and i think that might be a good tool for you. And, you know, maybe you don't put a lot of effort into it. You know, maybe you just check it every so often, but I think it might be good to, you know, get it to where you perfectly want it to be and then just see what kind of responses you get. And, you know, I think that might go a long way to help kind of narrow down what you want, but I definitely think it's doable. It's just a matter of communicating properly what you want and, you know, finding someone who's the same way uh, length as you ultimately. Yeah. Uh I think that pretty much any relationship model is doable as long as you're willing to put in the time and effort to communicating what you want properly. Um, I think that if you talk about what you want honestly enough, um, there's probably somebody out there who fits your idea of what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, the time to write it out and find them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that's it. You know, it just comes down to you can find anything. It really, if if you, um, you know, put your put your mind to it. So, but uh, you know, I think it's just about like a nice rule thirty four of finding a relationship. Mm -hmm. like if it exists, you can date it. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, you can find anything. Uh, it, it's out there, but uh, I guess that's it. Um. Well, thanks again for uh, joining us, Kim. It's always great having you on. You you always offer so much great advice, especially you know, with a lot of these kind of you know people who have uh, sort of more sexual geared sexuality, I guess, uh, laced questions. So it's great having you on as always. Um, anything you want to mention before we go? So much. Just saying, it's my pleasure, and I love having your questions. I'm very honored that you've chosen to share them with this podcast, and that I get to weigh in on them. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, listeners. And uh, Dave will be back with us uh, next week, and uh, we will we look forward to answering more of your emails then. Bye.